welcome to the Directors UK podcast. In this episode, we flash back to our recent event covering the outstanding Oscar-nominated documentary, Writing with Fire. We spoke to the film's directors, Rintu Thomas and Sushmit Ghosh, just hours after they found out about their nomination. The evening's host, Fasama director Wad Al-Khatib, shared her own experiences of the awards circuit. Together, they discussed ideas of collaboration, storytelling and ambition in filmmaking. This is a must-listen for documentary lovers, and if you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave us a review. Enjoy! Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Wad Al-Khatib. I'm a Syrian filmmaker. Um, I directed the film for Sama two years ago, and I'm really so delighted and so honoured to be today with Rinto and uh, Sushmit, and especially in this like special day. I mean, I know exactly what does that feel. Two years ago, I was in your place, so huge congratulations. I was shouting for you today when, when the announcement happened, so so um, like so well done and so well deserved, and I really hope this will help the message to be like more and more. Um, I will like hand it to you to say hi and describe yourself and then maybe come back to the conversation. Uh, thanks so much, Wad. I think when Christelle set this up, we were so excited that we were going to be talking to you. Um, I've loved for Sama. I've admired your journey. And I think just talking to you literally two hours after that crazy announcement i'm i'm not sure if i'll be very cogent today i'm just oozing with too much energy um but hi everyone thanks for joining um this is a very special conversation we've been really looking forward to my name is rintu thomas um i co-directed and co-produced um writing with fire with sushmet i'm a brown woman with black hair um i have an orange general setup uh, around me and you if I put together two sentences cogently today, I'll just be happy. I, I'll echo what Rintu is saying. We've been such admirers of uh, For Sama and everything that it stands for. So when Crystal told us that Wad uh, would love to do this Q&A, we jumped on it. But what Rintu is not telling you is that she was extremely nervous about this conversation because she was like, if we don't get nominated... <laughs> I am going to be in such a bad mood and I don't want to do that in the conversation with Bad. So, you know, uh, I guess it all worked out well. Hi, my name is Sushman Ghosh. Um, I am a South Asian man. I have some hair on my head, which I overcompensate with a beard. I'm wearing a gray and a white sweater and I'm sitting in the room uh, where we edited the film and essentially watched the film go out into the world last year, virtually did all our Q&As and panels. And funnily enough, on Oscar nomination day, we are back in the same room talking to Wad. So, so excited to be doing this with you. Thank you. Uh, me too as well. And really, it's like great to see uh, like the film, you know, go through this journey, uh, start to know these characters and like each woman of them, like are amazing story and amazing like, uh, like hopefully future as well. Um, like I would start from today and the nomination. Did you expect where the film was going? And when you were working with this such amazing people, what was the expectation of the film? What, where did you want the film to go? It started really small. 
um it started the day we met their entire team where they were making this uh, debating the decision to go from 14 years of being a print newspaper uh shifting to digital and most women in the room had never touched a smartphone the opening one of the opening early segments in the film and that really was a historic moment for them in retrospect and the day we literally that was the first few shots that we rolled for the film which felt like a recce shoot but then you know being in that room we were very convinced that um we walked into a story um waiting to be told and found our three protagonists that very day meera sunita shamkali with such distinct personalities um and at that time it felt like we want to spend more time with these women to know who they are um where do they come from where do they want to go so that was really the 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 vision with which we took off um but we knew that if told well this would be a story that would resonate with people all across the country and beyond uh, uh because there was something which was going to talk um to everybody uh women and their dreams and aspirations in a highly a uh, patriarchal system in a system where everything is against you everything is built to invisibilize you uh you know uh, voices that are completely on the margins and when they speak up what is the language that they so we knew that we just had to do it right um and but we shared our ambitions with with the uh, with the women we said we would love for this to have like the biggest fest festival opening because that's the only way more people can watch the film so we made a small whatsapp group with them and called it shamkali at sundance because we said you know our dream is to be at sundance and so when we um uh, got to know that the film is going to open at sundance it just felt like all of us had waited for this moment um and ever since they've been on panels with us uh done master classes presented the film with us so it really it just kept like you know we were at the epicenter and just the circle kept um uh widening and i would say a circle of love because the fact that a film that is so entirely independent not backed by a streamer a big producer or a studio sitting alongside the other nominees feels like the documentary branch has truly been diversified um and 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 really uh found made space for different kinds of stories and and it's not the size of the uh, you know the the name or the weight of the name behind the film but actually what the story is so it's a huge moment we couldn't have imagined it even in my most beautiful dream i don't think i could have conjured up a journey like this amazing like smush sushmit did you have any conversation today with the uh, with the ladies did, did they know how was the reaction Like, There was a lot of shouting on the phone, <laughs> <laughs> shrieking. Uh, we, uh, I was telling a friend that we, you know, we called them up a month ago when the film was on the shortlist, and Meera and Sunita were so excited that we were like, "Oh, we've got our passports done. So can you tell us what color sarees we should be wearing?" And we were like, "No, no, no. You made the shortlist. Now we need to make the nomination." And so they were a bit bummed out about it, but. today they were just like so we're going now and was like yeah now it's happening we are yeah. going now so, so now it's real yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they they they're ecstatic amazing uh like rentu what is the most challenging thing you had through this like the the film i know like sometimes even the release itself 
like you know like looking for fun so many like so many elements of, of the film but what was the most challenging thing you feel until now like you've been maybe traumatized because of that <laughs> um i think the edit was really tough on this one we had a huge amount of footage or we shot over four years so the footage kept piling on and to really tell this is such an intersectional film it's got so many themes that intersect with each other so we didn't want to make it so heavy that that people find difficult to engage with the material especially uh, when you're looking at a home audience and an international audience we didn't want it to be so over explained uh, for an indian audience that it felt fake and we didn't want it to be so you know dense for for a non indian audience who wouldn't be able to approach um and you know if you the the stringing together of the narrative had to be done very delicately because in telling the story of dalit women journalists as non dalit filmmakers um we wanted to be very sure about the fact that this is their story we're not we're not uh, uh becoming their voice but this they are this is a story that is being told by them and yet the lens is ours uh yet the authorial um, editorial voice is ours so how do you not let the filmmaking come in the way of telling a story where characters are uh, unraveling their personal and professional lives so i think just stitching it together um that i think sushmit lost most of his hair in that process <laughs> um it was a 5 hour first assembly that became 4 3 and then 2 at the 2 hour mark we felt that we've shot the film we went we should like directed it and now edited it. it it's just we just didn't know what to do with that 2 and a half hour assembly and that's when we got a consultant editor we got and fabini who edited of fathers and sons who's used to working with subtitle material uh we wanted it to be a woman um uh, editor who was outside of india so she didn't have any context to cast or any of these very complex uh nuances of india and that really helped because she helped us see the fat um and helped us just like you know sharpen the narrative so it took a whole year and um, uh, in the pandemic that's that's what you know drove us not so kept us sane i don't know what it was but that kept us awake uh through the through the whole year just to put this film together do you agree do you do you think there's another i mean there's just so much like uh, just fresh of the experience of doing an academy campaign i think for me that's retraumatizing if you were to tell me go back to september and do this again i'd just be like i don't uh <laughs> we actually weren't going to do this it's only when friends in the industry especially in the us started nudging us and for us it was very new living in india we didn't know what mounting an oscar campaign meant and and then you know they were just like talk to people who've done it and so we spoke to a lot of filmmakers and they were very gracious with their time and their ideas and everyone kept egging us and then you know our eps are two amazing women who said we've always believed in this film right from the very beginning let's do this and so uh we we started really late uh, we started in the end of september early october which 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 no one we'd spoken to had done people would usually start either right out of sundance or over the summer months and so it was always as if you're running doubly harder to make up for like lost ground 
and you know the challenges of covid not being able to present the film in person in many places um but we got lucky there was a little window uh and on the 8th of november when the air travel restrictions were lifted from india we bolted out of the country with two suitcases and uh, we were lucky to actually uh, the film was programmed at itfa and doc nyc and films from the south was also having a limited theatrical release in the us so we piggybacked on that it was excruciatingly painful doing this uh, i wish sometimes sometimes you think that it, it would be good and you feel a bit jealous of the other titles that have all of these big streamers and these big names and you're like i wish sometimes but looking back now i don't think we would have done it any other way because i think for the film to be nominated to have an absolute dark horse in the race the tiniest of productions the truly independent film the film from the global south you know to actually make it this far tells you that if you have a good story it will be championed because at the heart of every sort of good run is fundamentally a good story and everything else is incidental you know and i think that revalidated also our faith in 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 the dog branch uh, so so yeah it was beautiful uh, uh, uh yeah i mean i don't know what like the next month holds and what that means maybe we'll talk to you offline about it but yeah we were just enjoying this moment over here and and it's beautiful yeah exactly do do this and enjoy it please like i just when i really like re re say what what you said like which is yeah when when the story is really touch hearts like it's going to break through like everything and yeah i i'm just like as you are speaking all of this like issues i'm just remembering you know like all of this we had in forsama and yeah coming again from like a very dark place where i have no idea about the whole industry like situation and yeah it was like a quite tough experience and what i really wanted like other filmmakers and directors to know it's like it's as beautiful as it is but also it's very challenging and very hard and that yeah i mean like i i really would love if we can all share this experience more and more and talk with new people who's coming in now now maybe we know better for the next time like so many things we're gonna maybe take it more seriously or less seriously and protect ourselves as well you know like be able to to enjoy this moment because for me i was not enjoying this at all mm-hmm. i'm looking forward for the next time to be more like joyful experience but uh, it's really like great yeah to hear all of this from you both um i mean you from your conversation now like you kind of mentioned that the first time you stepped into the story was when uh, when the newspaper decided to, to change to digital uh, how did you know about them how you came across them how you met them like why you've been even there the first time accidentally we saw this photo story pop up on our facebook timelines and then you know it was this beautiful sort of set of images about a woman distributing newspapers in a very arid landscape and then we found out about the work of khabar leheria a newspaper that had existed for 14 years so they weren't like a flash in the pan or you know just an experiment they'd been around as journalists for a while and so we reached out to them and when we when we spoke to their team in delhi they were very curious about what it meant making a feature length documentary because they had had short films made on them so we said listen we have no idea how long this is going to take or what this means or who the characters are but it feels that this is an interesting moment because you are going to shift from print to digital and you tell us that 
you don't have any idea of how the team is going to absorb it because most women don't use technology in your team and we are interested in seeing how you're going to shape this but through the lives of journalists who they are we don't know so they were like okay sure why don't you come and meet the team in uttar pradesh which is a state about 600 kilometers from where we live so we landed up there and you know in the world of documentary filmmaking sometimes i think your stars are you count them as lucky when the first day you hit the ground and you actually discover your protagonists we instantly knew meera sunita and shamkali were going to be women we would sort of like uh be filming with and actually all 28 of them were so compelling but there was something about these three that sort of like shone like diamonds in a mine like they just we instinctively felt very connected with them and i think that's how it began and we had no idea about what the narrative would be and the trajectory but we knew that we wanted to tell the story of a newspaper in transition and actually uh tell it through the internal sort of worlds of uh these three women uh and not as outsiders and i think that was also a challenge like how do you present a story authentically in the sense in for sama i think one of the most profound things i feel is that the narrative is yours and we hear you and we see you and it's a diary and it's so intimate and it's so personal and it's such a special way of telling that story and in our case we were absolute outsiders to this context we don't live in that region we don't belong to that caste we have so much privilege going into that space how do you maintain the dignity of your lens how do you imbue that space with grace those are things that we were always talking about but i think you know we were working with women who who are extremely intelligent and sharp and witty and funny and so we got on like a house on fire i think after the first week of filming it was like yeah we're doing this we don't know what's going to happen but let's do this so yeah amazing krenta do you want to add anything on that no 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 i think it's said it all <laughs> no it's amazing yeah um so like each one of them is really very different character like from mira to so suinita i hope i'm pronouncing yep. this right and also like there's so many other elements from the back story or from like the region and what's happening and what i really loved about this how many like like within their work like this film was presenting so many issues uh, this region like is facing and what's happening behind the scenes and all of this um but like for them did they really uh, like understand where this film going and that that will help lead into their message did they have any like threatened uh, stuff or like more challenging for their work my daughter she really insists she's so sorry hi so i'm sorry that say hi Hi. Okay. Nice to yeah, meet you. We're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um I think we were very uh, we, we used to talk about um the, what the life of the film could be because they were used to um having uh, filmmakers come and make short documentaries on them so they were used to people spending a couple of days or maximum a week of uh, shooting with them doing those sit down interviews and leaving and then you know a short film would be ready so when we um, kept going uh, 
through the year and by the end of the first year we we had uh, we didn't even have a a story in place meera was just like are you guys sure you know what you are doing because you know this is not ending um and we said that uh you know let's we'd like to give it another year another year and it became four years and by that time i think all of them just got bored but uh, we we were always vocal about the the life of the film the life of the film beyond uttar pradesh beyond india um we just didn't know how or what if if it would actually see the light of the day because we were self funding it um for most uh, of the first two years and it was a really tiny crew of me sushmit and karan our co cinematographer uh, we had to go with really uh, compact uh, equipment that would fit in a backpack because we couldn't have stood out with our bulky cameras or boom rods so i doubled up to do the location sound recording sushmit was also shooting the film so i think because the paraphernalia of filmmaking was so humble uh it just all in their minds i think it was always like you know must be something that will eventually see light of the day um and and none of us expected um this to be honest fad we were just, and especially when the pandemic hit while we were editing there was so much insecurity um on uh, which festival would ever take it what if we don't get a a list festival what happens to distribution you know those were questions that we were uh, dappling with but none of us could have imagined um the 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 grand journey that the film had post its uh, premiere and for them it's it's every day the global spotlight just keeps growing which is um, really amazing to watch from this end um organization like the reuters the new york times um time magazine their their peers in the industry are celebrating them um putting the spotlight on the issues that need to be spoken about so in terms of khabaleria's own reach uh popularity and and larger like you know just people getting to know about their work and and the film giving back to them in terms of collaborations and partnerships that are now taking place um it's it's really amazing as last like what is the impact do you want to do like with this film or what is like you hoping to do but i think it's amazing that this is something like they are already like seeing now and they already are seeing their message like going across like different places where maybe they've never like thought to 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 reach the message to this way um which amazing and they they really deserve that they are amazing women and their work is like brilliant so i mean this is i think the the, the best prize the film could get and uh you you also like helped a lot with this so it's amazing um on another level i think one of the questions uh, maybe for you like uh sushmit is um like the graphic design that was in the film um like the the spreading the message and having the youtube channel was like something like in the story and i think this decision was like as obvious as it could be it's like also a challenging to have also like some of the comments from the audience uh, who's watching like their um youtube channel and also like having this whole news sometimes coming into the film helping more to understand like the message that um this amazing woman as are, are trying to spread out but also like the challenge that they are facing um 
do you wanna like maybe give us a little background about this decision, like where to put this, how to make it, uh, how simple sh- this should be, and you know, I, I really believe this is the best way of of representing something like that. Yeah, I, I think the big danger that we sort of talked about was, you know, the the overall style of the film in a sense was observational. So you see scenes play out, and all of a sudden having. Uh, a YouTube graphics template over there, there was a danger of it feeling very plastic or looking very tacky because it didn't fit in with the form or the style of of the film. And so we chose three very critical moments to introduce the YouTube videos because visually and narratively, there was a justification for it. So the first time you actually see it is, you know, there is a dip in Mira's spirits and then all of a sudden it fades to black and boom, you see the impact that Kabaleria has had through its news footage. And so you see women in the field reporting and you actually see the roads getting built. You see water coming into the farms. You see villages being connected with electricity. And I think that was really important to have because for the first time, one of the things that people would keep asking us when we were pitching the film or when uh, five years, like while we were developing the film was, what does their material look like? So we knew that there was a lot of curiosity around, you know, the finished Khabar Leheria product. Like, what does their news look like? How different is it from the mainstream, say, material that people are used to? Like, how different would it be from a CNN or a BBC? Uh, and when they looked at it, the like, this is not very different, except for the fact that they don't have breaking news stickers. They have the channel logo. They have a journalist. The shots are clean. Have the best stories on earth, you know. I think they have the biggest <laughs> topics and subjects and like issues to fight for. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's something that sort of like threw journalists back. You know, people who would sort of be talking about the film is that you know we watch this film and it takes us back to the reasons why we actually joined journalism to be able to see change, and and this film does that. And I think the graphic segments were a smart way to do it for us because. You can do it in a shorter period of time and it serves two functions, which is basically show you that the news is working because you see the viewership going up, the likes going up, but it also shows you their news from their perspective and how they're presenting it. The second time we brought it into the film was at a very critical point where Sunita has a decision to make between either doing the mining story or not. And it's a huge risk because till that point, the film sets up that if you are doing stories in the mining belt, there is a threat to life. And the that montage, which is essentially Sunita's montage, is like a huge montage of her doing multiple stories, not just one. And it gives you a sense of the fact that Kavaleria is actually a a group of exceptionally brave journalists who put themselves in the front lines of news and will take a risk. Uh, And the third time, of course, is the piece where Mira talks about the rise of nationalism. and, And it was important to have in the film to see how they report on India and then to see the comments and then yet to see that despite all of that, their viewership is constantly increasing. So we felt that, you know, at these three critical points in the film, it was important to use the YouTube segments to give an audience sort of an understanding that this is what their content looks like, but also the fact that they're succeeding time in and day in and day out. So 
that was the I, fundamental I remember reason. you know we we had uh, very temp tracks underneath all of this and our musician was working on the original tracks so one of the first tracks that came from him was the first segment where you're showing the impact um and i sushma had just placed it under and he said you know we should look at it independently because if both of us listen to it together one might like what you know you tend to uh, inform each other's uh, first response so he went out of the room and i watched it and i had tears in my eyes and this is footage that i had seen a million times right but when it set in and the music was there and i was just like wow if if just look at the impact of this work even though i constructed the edit but to just see it play back with the right soundtrack i was just like so moved amazing like was my next question was literally about the music and you just like brought a very great story about about this um how, how the music like what what did you thought when you started like working on the film what decision you have made uh yeah like anything related to the music i think because the audience most of them are like directors so i i think there's all these elements which are maybe very interesting for us to know like more behind the scenes i think we would have a very diff uh, sorry you want to go no no go for it like yeah our choice in music is very different like yeah, it's not there and we edit also very differently so sushmit always likes to have a bed of music however um, he thinks musically for me it's more like there is a rhythm within the edit within each scene that i want to first arrive at and then see how music sort of like adds a new layer of meaning so there's a lot of push and pull while editing together about uh, who's decides to give up on their style on that very day um and uh, gustavo santolola is a musician that we both really loved over over many many years and we thought that when we make our first feature maybe you know that's the soundscape that would work really uh, well the kind of soundscape that gustavo makes and um, so all the temp tracks were gustavo santolola's and there is another thing when you have stories about india there is usually a kind of a soundscape that that plays that you shut your eyes and you listen to the, the that music and you know oh it's going to be a story about india the kind of instruments they use it's just it's it's so typical there's a predictability to what you're going to like a lot of films about the middle east as well you just know it from the first melody that this is going to be like some geography in the middle east so we wanted to definitely break away from that as well so we reached out to tajdar junaid uh, who's a musician we really admire a lot and about two i think when we had the first very rough assembly we took the film to them uh, to him and said you know we'd love for you to work on it see if you like it he loved it um and so we booked him two years in advance and <laughs> in the pandemic couldn't spend any time together but we we used to give him references and really talk about the mood because we knew that it would be minimal uh, but when it comes it would lift a scene up it would play a very specific role and in the end for instance the last credit track so she should tell the story it's really crazy ishan's story the oh, oh, last okay. i mean i think i think the thing the, the other thing that we also wanted to make sure of was that you know india 
is already such a busy soundscape. You might be sitting in a very quiet room, but there'll be a goat bleating there. And then the sound of the fan in itself can be very overpowering and three bikes go by. So you just like, we don't want to punch in too much music. I think the scenes in themselves speak for the emotions and what they represent. But we just want the music to, in a sense, accentuate certain moods or certain points in the film. So you'll see that there's not too much music. Uh, but I think the 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 last the last montage in the film where Mira uh, talks about the importance of the work of journalism in democracies right now, and that's her last piece. And then it breaks into like the sound completely goes. And that's the first time in the film you actually hear a music track play out. Um, we were editing this and we, we we were stuck in the mountains at a friend's place uh, in the pandemic when this edit was happening. And, and, you know, as filmmakers, it's either the beginning or the ending of a film that is always a challenge. Like, how do you open your film? Like, we always, like, it was a huge challenge. Similarly, like, how do you end a film like Writing With Fire? Because there is no clean cut. It's not a story that ends. It's a story that carries on and, and yet you have to sort of like, you know, uh, find a way to close it. And we had these visuals which we were very drawn to, the, this idea or the celebration of India, which is very masculine. And you have this, this tiny journalist walking through this hyper-masculine space with a camera, witnessing a moment in this country's history. Um, and for us, that said a lot. And there's this one moment where the Indian flag is being like, you know, uh, proudly sort of demonstrated. And and this was this one night where Rintu, it was late at night, Rintu was talking on the phone with her friend, uh, with her friend because she was brain fried, couldn't sit on the edit. I just picked out like a random Gustavo Santolola track and put it on the edit and then stitched the images together and added the ending text. And it it was just, it just made sense. And I was just like, didn't I found the ending? And then just watch it. So I was like, I'll walk out of the room, watch it. And then, you know, she rushed out of the room saying, this is it, we got our ending. Like this is, this. we didn't need like, and we were like, yeah, you don't need it to be a, a certain way. This is it. Uh, and I think it was just. I know you're just, just trying to, to prove your like point of view about the music. Like, yes. Well. I yes. think I, I think Rinto, I, I agree with Rinto more. This is my style, so I think it's okay. Yeah, it happened once, but it doesn't Someday. need to. Like, it yeah. was just that one lucky day. It one just time, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, amazing, really. Like it, it's, I always enjoy this, like you know, backstories of how people made their films and how so many things came together, like in one second, or like something which is really, really. Uh, inspiring and also encouraging all of us, you know, to keep more trying to do creative work more and more. Um, I mean, huge congratulations. And you're now in an amazing, like, position. Like, the new and the next, like, you know, month is going to be something really, really, uh, like, big and beautiful. And you're going to meet so many people. You're going to enjoy a lot of things. But on personal level, like what's next for you both, like as directors, what do you hope to do? Is there anything else you are working on developing? I don't know, like any any things you would love to do next after after writing with fire. 
I would like to vegetate in the mountains for a month, like not <laughs> disconnected from the internet and civilization. Um, <laughs> no, we are actually we are developing a couple of projects. I wanted to say like this actually, is what what you might do for like one day, and then you're gonna wake up the next day like the director like spirit, you know, like I have never do something. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, now. (laughs) There was a documentary that we were researching on, but during the pandemic, we couldn't travel to that part of India. And then we started sort of researching more and more. And then we realized that this is almost like a fable. uh, And we started writing and we were like, we could actually do a fiction script over here as well. And so it's gone into this very interesting hybrid space um that's something that we are developing right now i mean uh, there's been a lot of interest in our work uh, a lot of folks have reached out to collaborate etc we're just you know being mindful about the moment that we are in because i think right now people would be interested uh, in 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 working especially if you have stories coming out of countries like india uh and and i think we just want to sort of hold back and 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 enjoy this moment and then just choose like a project that feels like a natural fit to our style uh, of storytelling. And I think like Rindu and I have always believed this, that, you know, more often than not, it's like in a bookshop, you have so many books, but there is that one book that just, that just calls you to it. And that's essentially how it works with stories as well. And you just need to give it some time. So, so yeah, that's what we're doing. Like, I don't know. Maybe our answer would have been different if the nomination hadn't happened. <laughs> We'd be like, oh yeah, I'll be working on the next five films, you know, but right now all of that is just on a back burner. And, and I think essentially, I mean, you would get this, Vaad, uh, this whole idea of how while, you know, an awards run and a campaign, they're so important, but there's also something else that you're trying to do with the film with the protagonist and for your country. Like there are new conversations that you want to start. And I think that this nomination actually really helps do that. There's an impact campaign in the pipeline with the film, there's an education run. And we're really hoping that we'd be able to have the journalists travel with us and present this film in person to an audience because I think there is a certain power in that. And people across the world also need to see new paradigms of Indian women. Uh, and Dalit women, and to have folks who have historically been marginalized um, representing them. I think them we, we need all this conversation to be happening, not about, but with. And that's, I think, this film is brought like a lot. You know, we 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 kind of feel we know them, and I, I'm sure like they're going to hear this from so many people when they're going to meet them like later. You know, they're like, yeah, we feel we know you. And I think, yeah, it's very important to start have this conversation with these people with you and as much as we can bring films from places where people like couldn't go or like don't yeah. know or like not familiar with i think this is this is the power of of cinema of of being all together and be able like to work and tell more stories yeah yeah, yeah absolutely we saw that at Mitra when we were yeah. at Amsterdam. That's the first time Mira and us uh, watched the film presented the film to an uh, live audience together and it was electrifying um you know it was one full house after the other people were mobbing her on the streets of amsterdam and to see your work through the eyes of a completely uh, 
a stranger from a completely different context was such a new experience for her and i think people who are change makers were so deep in in this everyday circle of making a change need to be celebrated by others and uh, if i think the film is also able to do that and that's special that's exactly what you're saying they need to be a part of the conversation too because it's them telling their story actually <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, HFA was always very special for so many directors, you know, like as a place, as as also like like a gathering of of amazing directors all over the world. Um, I also would, would shout out to Christelle and Salma, who they were like right behind me in Forsama and supporting me, walking with me in this and just to see like such great people like them, you know, also like with Writing With Fire. I think this is like amazing and um i think we was lucky so <laughs> um yeah i've yeah. told them that uh, when i saw the film so i like this is for you now as well um yeah is there anything new like you kind of like i i know there's so many things like you have learned but especially with like distribution and like the sales of the film and all of this like new for me was totally like new uh word Is there anything like stood out about what you should think of before you do the film related to the distribution and the sales? I think like <clears throat> uh, South Asians have a tendency to not culturally like we're shy in a sense. So we don't ask too many questions. We're just like maybe we shouldn't ask that. I think when I, if I were to go back now, I would ask a lot of questions uh, because there's nothing wrong with that. And, and, um and, and and i think the one thing that actually sort of like really helped was to speak to filmmakers nothing beats speaking to directors and producers who've actually done <clears throat> these runs or the kind of insights that they give you literally they have their ears to the ground so so that kind of learning's been massive but personally i think i don't know what rintu's answer would be but i would definitely not shy away from asking questions about how are you going to take this film and what are your plans and if you like if someone says i'm going to support your awards run i would be like would you like to define what support means you know yeah. what does that really mean uh tangibly and how far are you going to go etc cetera, etc cetera. so there's just so much the learnings have been massive and just also understanding like how the landscape works so like you know the north american especially the us ecosystem is very different from the european ecosystem and they work so differently and yet in in some weird ways also similar uh and while then there's the rest of the world <clears throat> so for instance in india there's no no ecosystem for non fiction so it's it's sort of like you know uh i think there's there's also certain privilege being a filmmaker from the global south because you have all of these varied experiences and then you bring all of this into these different spaces and i think now newer conversations are happening within the branch and globally about who's telling whose stories and and there are more allies who are standing up and championing the work of you know folks like us so so yeah into what we mean like we have to you know like we we have to be all together and we have to keep pushing all of this like elements because yeah it's it's really important yeah um yeah. I think we were I just also wanted up. to add yeah, very quickly please, that yeah. the distribution of this film started off with a kind of disappointment um coming out of Sundance with two awards we expected that there would be like a big distributor who would come up and take take the film everywhere in the world it didn't happen and was very confusing 
um we were getting great reviews and everything like awards etc but the distribution wasn't it was just not no ott no big studio and so we realized that we will have to do everything so every virtual festival it went in we make sure that the interactions with the press in the absence of a publicist how do you put your film out there in these festivals that you can't yourself go in um the social media handles that we created for the film before it premiered became such a huge blessing because any audience member who watches and likes will go tag the handle will go tag the organization and that's where it actually started you know the buzz or the love for the film we could actually see it in one place um and now till the very end we've been creating graphics we've been putting it out there so really been the 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 the, the people who are like putting the brick in the mortar in the cement a uh, huge huge learnings so um do i want to do this for my next one i do, i'm not sure because it takes a lot from you it's emotionally exhausting um but if we have to do it again then at least we know what it took there is a road map <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, was the- it's what you said, Wad, to be able to sort of also have these conversations with others in the pipeline who don't belong to those systems, who have no clue, and tell them that you can actually do this. There are smarter and and simpler and yet more sophisticated ways, and there are these silent champions out there. You know, there's so many people who just very quietly emerged uh, as we were running with the film, uh, and and they were just like, we love it. we'll find a way to talk about this with others as well and and a lot of other things so i think yeah to keep that dream alive and not let that spirit die you know so yeah yeah good luck with the next step and we will be like rooting for you i will shout more and more on that day hopefully so good luck and really please 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 like i really would love you to hear this advice because i've been told a lot about this and i was not listening enjoy every day from now until that big day um yeah good luck and yeah thank you so much for this opportunity and i'm so happy and looking forward really to see you in person not only in this in like this screen and thank you for directors uk for bringing us together this podcast was recorded at a directors uk member event You can hear more episodes of the Directors UK podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. Directors UK is a professional association for film and TV directors with over 7,500 members. Find out more about us at directors.uk.com. <laughs>